Chapter 25 Industrial Strength Genes Chaz and Luke closed in on the third site, which was just south of Porterville, California, a rural area in the breadbasket of California. Want to do a quick flyover like before? Luke asked. Chaz looked at her fuel. It was getting low. One pass, we're on fumes, she said. Luke quickly changed the waypoints in the nav from the airport to the Agrifuse facility upon their descent. Agrifuse owned considerable acreage in California, especially in this area. The site was positioned at the base of a foothill, however, knowing it didn't help. Everything abutted the hills and the patchwork of active farmland made it impossible to identify the small plot from the air. Unlike Texas this time of year, growing season was in full swing. They'd need eyes on the ground. The airport in Portersville was a single stretch of runway, but in better shape than their previous stops. They buttoned up the aircraft, called for fuel service, and found the ag truck that Rhodes left for them. Chaz called Rhodes with a quick status update. We're here. Couldn't see anything from the air, but we'll be there in 45, she said. Fine. This better be the place. I plan to have a few assets on the ground to meet you, Rhodes said. But there's been a snag. They're a couple hours out. Just get your samples and hustle back for now. We'll need to eradicate that shit, but we'll do it a little later. I'll try to get you another aircraft to expedite the trip back. Looks like Fresno will be the easiest. She hung up and let Luke drive the truck. What was that about, he asked. Nothing. Said he'll have a few people to clean up after we're done. Other than that, we're on our own, she said. Great, Luke said sarcastically. On the plus side, he'll have a jet waiting for us in Fresno for the return trip, she said with a smile. Well, now you're talking. Finally, proper travel accommodations, he said, smiling. They made their way from Portersville, passing through the expanse of farmland, framed against the backdrop of Sequoia National Forest. The air was clean, the windows down, each of them lost in thought. Luke took advantage of the break to connect with Jack, who quickly brought him up to speed on what was happening at Ag. Luke was most interested in Quan's progress in identifying Draper, annoying Jack just enough to have to find Bosco so he could let Luke see the picture that Jack had drawn of Draper. Connecting to Bosco was easier lately, as Luke eyeballed the photo of the sketch on Jack's iPhone while Jack looked over Quan's shoulder. So that's him? Luke asked. Yeah, that's the guy who wants me dead, Jack reminded him. Think Quan could find him, Luke asked? Maybe, if you'll remember, he found Beth and saved our asses back at Greenleaf, Jack replied. You mean your ass, Luke reminded him. Whatever. Luke looked at him. He's an interesting-looking human. Gotta give him that. If I were a gay man, I might be all over him, Luke said sarcastically, referring to Draper. Jack gave Luke the finger and laughed waving his finger in front of Bosco. You got issues, man, Jack said as he cut the connection. What are you thinking about, Chaz asked, staring at him, knocking him out of his thoughts. 
What do you mean? Luke asked. You were off in space, smiling and moving your lips a little, she said. Luke grinned seductively. I was just making up lines in my head, something clever to get you out of those industrial strength jeans later on. You're sweet. Such a romantic, she replied sarcastically. Luke looked down at his GPS. Take the next left. We're almost there, he said. Ten minutes later, they were parked in front of an open gate at the Agrifuse test field. What the hell? Chastity muttered, looking across the field at a combine slowly chewing up the crop they had come to sample. She quickly took out her phone and called Rhodes. Someone's here. They're cutting down the corn in the test field, she said. Either it was scheduled or someone beat us to it. God damn it. How far along are they? Can you stop them? Rhodes shouted through the phone. They finished three quarters of the job already, Chas said. Rhodes let loose another string of curse words. You got to get those samples. You can't let them leave with that shit either. You can't leave that site. You got to shut it down. Use your Department of Agriculture creds if you have to. But whatever you do, be careful. We don't know who the hell they are, Rhodes said. Chaz grabbed her bag from the rear jump seat and fished out her Department of Agriculture ID. What's the plan? Luke asked. We've got to put a stop to whatever they're doing. That's the plan, Chaz said. But you don't even know who they are, Luke said. For the moment, we'll assume it's just a guy doing his job. She said, grabbing her P-239 SIG pistol and jamming a clip of 9mm parabellums in the grip. If not, this may come in handy, she said. Luke sat for a second, mouth open. She's so fucking cool, he thought to himself. One of the hottest women he'd met. Five feet, eight inches of aeronautical and military skill packed into an athletic frame with curves in all the right places wrapped in an exterior that just didn't rattle. She exuded confidence. She was also a redhead, which didn't hurt. He sat admiring her while, at the same time, ready to shit his pants. She put her gun in her waistband at the small of her back and donned a windbreaker. You got another one of those, Luke asked, eyeing her pistol. She raised her eyebrows. Hmm, feeling a little inadequate, are you? She said. Fucking A, Luke shouted. Don't worry, this is a last resort. Nobody, not even a hard ass, wants to screw with a federal officer, even if it's only the Department of Agriculture. The shitstorm that would ensue just isn't worth it. My guess is they'll do what we ask, pack up and split, she said. Well, what the hell do I do, Luke asked. Just trying to do your best to look like a federal employee instead of a rich asshole. That'd be a good start. She put the truck in drive. Oh, and try not to talk, she said. They drove through the gate, taking a left into the perimeter path instead of the right that Serena and Beth took, the shortest route to cutting off the combine as it made another pass. Luke's head hit the roof as she sped over potholes and grass clumps, her aggressive driving work, beating the combine to the end of the row. She parked the SUV in the driver's line of sight, got out, and waved her arms for him to stop. The combine came to a stop 
20 yards from the truck. The driver disengaged the cutter and let the big machine come to an idle, rolling down his window to see what she wanted. Chaz held up her Department of Agriculture ID. I need you to stop what you're doing, she shouted to the richly tanned driver. She noted he was around 60 and on the surface didn't appear hostile. He nodded and waved her up to the cab. She pushed her way through corn stalks, grabbed the handrail, and climbed the ladder onto the driver's side platform. Luke stood near the truck, doing his best to look annoyed, yet engaged. Across the field, Beth noticed the combine stop and idle. From her vantage point, it looked as if someone was talking to the driver. She reached into the SUV and pulled out a pair of binoculars. Fuck, Beth shouted. What? Serena asked. We've got company, Beth said, reaching it to her bag, pulling out a pistol. You armed? She asked Serena. I haven't carried a gun since I started working with you. Why would I have one now? Serena asked, pissed that she had nothing to protect herself with except charm and a pair of running shoes. Fuck, Beth muttered again. She put her arms through her shoulder holster and donned a fleece jacket. Probably nothing, she looked at Serena. The story is that we're here on orders from the CEO of Agrifuse to clear this out. They probably won't say shit. If something goes wrong, get in the truck. If things go really wrong, there's a small backup carry and a holster in there, Beth said, pointing to her bag.